Hi, it's Leah here. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to make you aware of a few things. Firstly, while this episode was recorded weeks ago, my health has continued to be a hindrance, hence the timing of the release of the episode. Secondly, this episode of Maestro March is celebrating Stephen Sondheim as the lyricist of West Side Story, because March is his birth month. And finally, for the first half hour of recording, my mic was not plugged in, which means the first 28 minutes of the episode sounds a little bit different from the latter hour and 29 minutes. Thank you for understanding, and I hope you still enjoy the episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. Do you have any history with... Oh, also, it's Maestro March, if that's something you needed to know, which you do. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have any history with West Side Story? Uh, history with West Side Story. This version in particular, no. But the 1961 version, yes. Um pretty sure i watched it on television when i was younger i can't remember a specific age that i would have watched it at um but yeah i do remember watching it when i was younger and finally understanding some pop culture references um specifically with um tonight oh the the <laughs> in the in camp so in camp uh, right. at the end uh he switches from doing the monologue in uh romeo and juliet that he's doing to west side story oh, mean, and he's um, like bullets uh, robin de jesus this character yeah yes who's in the last movie we talked about <laughs> um, but yes he he switches he switches to um chino is there enough bullets then, in this yep, one for me yeah and it's like and I did not understand what that was. It, it also made me realize that West Side Story was a reenactment of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my history with it. How about you? I really like West Side Story. Um, obviously, I've only I only watched the one we're covering today today, but the original movie I've seen several times. It's the first movie I bought on iTunes. Um, and I remember like one of two things that like were incredibly significant for me about that is that first of all, the overture is like seven hours long and then there's an intermission <laughs> and I love that. But um yeah, I I've I was really missing that intermission this time. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's I've really really liked it for quite a long. Yeah. Also, I also had that like moment. I think I don't know which I saw first between the two, but like I feel like I only re remembered or whatever that like that like scene where is his name Michael in in. Uh, camp as well. What is his name in camp? 
I feel like it's Michael, and I, I don't know why. Is his, his name Michael? Wait, let me look at because that would be right? really <laughs> Michael Flores. I know it. <laughs> yep. That's 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 so. Like everything's connected. <laughs> everything's super connected. <laughs> it really, it really is. It really is. It's real weird. It's real weird. <laughs> But yeah, um, when that scene came up and he was, he goes from whatever he was meant to be doing to like Maria's monologue, I was like, oh my God, I know that monologue. I know exactly where that's from. So that's, (laughs) so that's um, kind of my history with West Side Story. See, now I wish we had remembered that in the last episode. <laughs> I, oh, oh my God. That would put like such another layer right? on top of that. So this came out in 2021. Why did I say it like that? 2021. Um, it is a remake of the 1961. Well, not even really like a remake because it's it was it's a stage musical which was made in the movie and then it was made into a movie again so I can't exactly call it a remake uh, but they did borrow some elements from the original film mm-hmm. as more of like an honorary tribute as opposed to like a full-on like shot remake, shot remake of it yeah yeah so we open on this scene of construction we have this image of what is going to be built in this particular area in the future but it's all like being demolished and there are like these cranes that are taking bits of buildings down um and we have this intermittent whistling that we hear which are calls um from one boy to another as the jets begin to emerge on screen coming out of the various mm-hmm. areas that they are so, not like hiding wait, but they're just can like can I even do it? <laughs> no <laughs> I can't whistle right now what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> da 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 essentially <laughs> fair enough um, but yes so we have the who are this gang of well, I guess there's no other way to. They're yeah, like young white boys. Um, <laughs> there's this group of young white boys who are carrying the paint cans. You see them growing in number as they move through the streets of this seemingly Puerto Rican immigrant neighborhood. They're causing like minor bits of havoc. So they're like stealing paintbrushes and they're taking down someone's sign and causing like disturbances Mm -hmm. as they go through the street but you see that their ultimate goal is to get to this wall that has a flag of Puerto Rico uh, painted on it the Puerto Rican flag is painted on it and they take their paint cans and begin to just completely wreck it paint over it slap paint everywhere and of course the people in that community see it and they are immediately like running towards it and you find that there's another gang of youth boys made up of the Puerto Ricans Mm -hmm. and these are the sharks 
and they begin to chase the jets out along all the passageways out down the streets they manage to catch one of the young boys and begin to beat on him which causes all the other jets to come back and they start to have a very big brawl in the middle of this uh like dusty courtyard but the the issue is that both of these groups of people belong to this same kind of block square area yeah and the Jets believe that the Puerto Ricans are here to take over their turf. Meanwhile, the Puerto Ricans are just trying to defend what is their area, like the space that they have from these people that are trying to push them out of the literally the country. It is an ongoing fight. We don't know how like how far back it stretches, Mm -hmm. but you know, like at this present moment, it is like still very volatile and like tempers are still really high. The police come and break it up. Primary people that we need to know, we have Riff, who is on the jet side, who is the leader of that side. And we have Bernardo, who is on the shark side, and he is the leader of that side. Officer Krupke comes and he starts to break up the fight between the two of them. But they're still name-calling, they're still like arguing, and then Detective... Is he, is he a detective? Is he a lieutenant? Lieutenant, my bad, Shrank, comes. And he he rightfully, at the time, says, like, it's not either of their gangs trying to get them out of that area. It is the government and city planning that is demolishing this area. And literally, it's, it's squeezing them in because it's making the turf smaller that they have claim to. Yeah. And so, like, all of... All of this construction and all of this development, which is eventually going to lead to uh, gentrification, and because um, they're gonna build like this like, lush, rich area with these terraced apartments going up into the sky and like a gathering fountains, gonna be beautiful, and that's not what the area looks like right now. It's like it's it's grimy. It's like lived in dirty but it's theirs so lieutenant shrank once managing to calm calm quote unquote the situation down um because we find that one of the young boys has been oh yeah nailed to the the ear one of the jets has like a nail uh, in his ear and he's like yeah bleeding severely i mean obviously he has a nail in his ear but yeah Mm mm-hmm and Shrank is asking who did that and he sees one of the sharks is like bleeding from the head so it's obvious like nothing was really pulled on either side like both of them were going at it severely but Shrank does seem to be more on the side of the jets again because he's a white cop um which I need to pause because Brian Darcy yeah uh a whole Brian Darcy James is here, and I loved something rotten. And I was like, he doesn't sing a lick oh, in this true. whole thing. <laughs> I don't even know that. That's so true. And I'm like, it's fine, but at the same time, <laughs> it's not fine. Yeah. 
it's not yeah. fine also it took me so long and i didn't even realize it until the end who mike faced was and then when i was reading like up on the individual actors i was like oh connor that's what it is because um riff right riff yeah the guy who plays riff mike he originated connor in dear evan hansen got it got it got it okay the the jets once shrank leaves after telling them that like this is space is, this new space is going to be for the lincoln center the neighborhood is going to be gone soon riff uh, has decided that probably the best way forward is going to be for them to organize a rumble with the sharks mm-hmm. and for the first time we get the mention of tony the other jets are like you know tony isn't like this anymore he's not gonna do this like ever since he got out of prison and i was just like oh prison <laughs> yeah oh goodness uh, <laughs> is it, is, I, like um, although i've seen the other one i'm like that feels like a new detail that he was from like he left he he didn't like necessarily leave the jets it's that he went to prison and then returned and didn't rejoin it feels new like i don't remember it happening in the first one um i was like oh that's what did he do oh my god why is why is tony (laughs) an ex-con what happened we get that story later but the rest of the jets are like no He's not gonna agree <laughs> yeah. to this rumble, They're... Riff. But Riff is convinced otherwise because he's like Tony's, uh, Tony. He and Tony founded the Jets, mm-hmm. and so without Tony, there would be no Jets. So of course, Riff is gonna include him in this potential situation. Also, Tony is a better talker than him. Uh, so like he fully expects him to like take charge in the like, organization of the stuff. But when uh, because there's a there's a uh, dance that is happening later that evening, I believe it is. Yeah. And they want to do the organization of it that night. Oh, wait. When Riff also, goes to Riff also explains uh, that obviously Tony is still a jet because when you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> from the first die, wait from your first little red to your last dying day. Da, 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 da. Um, it's fun. It's a fun number. Yeah. I also forgot to mention that the sharks um did sing something as they were mm. uh leaving something a cappella la Borinquena. It's the official anthem of Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, that makes sense. So, I was like, I'm pretty sure. This is an important song. And it was. Uh, They're singing their national anthem. But yes, so the Jet song happens. And we get Tony, who is Ansel Elford. Who I don't like particularly much. So if my descriptions of him throughout the rest of this film are slightly uh, colored and biased, you know why. Um... (laughs) But I, I, I made it through two and a half hours for you, our dear listeners. So, um, Ansel Elgort, he's down in the basement of this shop. He's um, doing a stock check of a kind, um, packing cans, and Riff is trying to convince him to come to the deck. Tony is on parole, 
and he doesn't want to get into trouble he doesn't want to fight which is what he knows is coming with riff uh and this dance and he doesn't want to do any of those things he is a reformed young man (laughs) tony is just out (laughs) tony is just outright refusing like he doesn't want to do anything with it and riff is after after he explains like he did a lot of self-reflection when he was in prison and he doesn't want to be the person that he was anymore because the person that he was maybe i'll just wait to tell the story (laughs) but the person that he was did an awful thing and so he doesn't want to be that anymore initially riff is just like you know what i don't like looking inward at all you know um i need to look forward not back all of this i can't do it like i I don't need to know who i am in the way that you need to so this is clearly not going to happen and he goes up and we see that this basement that tony is in it's doc's pharmacy it's like a also like a storefront and it's run by this woman valentina who is rita moreno mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. i was just like oh she's taking over the role of um doc in this situation and she is running this store riff takes the candy bars doesn't plan on paying and valentina is not impressed with riff being there at all and he she wants tony to not associate with those kinds of people because those kinds of people got him in trouble Mm -hmm. um tony he just wants to keep the peace between people and you know even though he is to valentina saying that riff doesn't hate her valentina kind of rightfully says that because she married a white a white man a gringo riff thinks she's a white woman which she is not despite the fact that she is yeah. puerto rican but she just she came over i think a long time before because later on towards the end she says that she watched all of those boys grow up yeah so like she's been on that street for a long time and so like it's it's clear to see that riff it's fine interacting with, with her. the Puerto Ricans that he, yeah, with her, with the Puerto Ricans that he likes, but it's just the others that he has issues with. And I don't know, maybe there's like a degree of colorism in that as well, because um, Valentina is very much lighter than, say, Bernardo or Anita. And maybe they have a degree of respect for her that they don't have for people that are quote unquote fresh off the boat tony is he 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 doesn't want to go but he senses like there is something 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 coming it's like Honestly, one of the songs that I forget exists every single time I watch West Side Story <laughs> or like listen to the um, cast recording, I like forget it exists and I'm like, oh, right, this song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like one other song that I have that same relationship with, <laughs> but that comes later. So then we cut to a young woman who you'll come to know as Maria. Mm-hmm she is uh she has this white dress that she doesn't seem to want to put on 
uh, because it's like very pure and it's not the kind of uh, image that she wants to portray. She's like, what uh, about a red dress? Like, <laughs> I'm a woman of the world. Let me dress up, you know. And like, and he was like, girl, no, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> but also, like, it's this thing where like her um, her brother babies her and so yeah as a whole i think she's probably the youngest of all of the i she has to be (laughs) the youngest of all of like the women the puerto rican uh women in this sort of this group because she's i mean also i guess because she's the younger sister of like the leader so maybe they all associate her with being younger that way but is she even younger? She is younger, right? I mean, in the original, she is. Is she younger she's, in this one? She's, she's 18. Right. So. Okay. How? Because I, what happened, like, we find this out a bit later, but a Maria in, in, in the U.S. with her father before Bernardo came there I think for like five years before and I think their father Mm. passed away and then Bernardo was like he's not gonna let his like baby sister be in America by herself so he came over but it's just been I mean he's also like a a boxer like a a talented fighter so he has like a job and an income source Mm -hmm. but like it's clear that she feels a lot more smothered with Bernardo being there than perhaps she had before with just her her dad. At this present moment though, we see that Anita kind of accommodates Maria's request for something that's not completely Puritan by taking the red belt off of her dress and putting it on hers. Maria also wants to try out a bit of lipstick but uh, chickens out and removes it as soon as Bernardo arrives with Chino who she is. See I'm like... I don't know if she's like like fully like betrothed to him or just like Bernardo wants <laughs> them to date. I think or... it's the latter because it's like it's very <laughs> clear that she's like not interested at all. But like it seems very much that Bernardo's like he's like not in the gang first of all, so he won't be in mm-hmm. any of the violence. <laughs> so we think um, <laughs> and. Also, like, he's got, like, he's studying accounting or whatever. So he's, like, he's got a future and he can provide for her kind of thing. So he's, like, you better like him. He's your future. (laughs) And she's, like, "Ah, I guess I'll go along for now. We'll see. But he also seems, like, aware of how Maria is because when he's, like, um, like, uh, what is it? Like, pepping him, pepping Chino up. He's, like, you know you have to be like someone who dances you know she's bossy you know you have to you have to be someone that she will like yeah uh, they all go to the dance and then it's the the dance and we see like the jets are already there they're having it every time i see a dance sequence in a gymnasium i compare mm-hmm. it to hairspray <laughs> oh hairspray. Um, i compare it to, to the hand dryer <laughs> I'm like, can I? Oh, to Greece? Yeah. I think it's because, like, 
so like the hand jive works but i think it's be- the split mm-hmm. so like right yeah in the, hairspray the there was also like, a split yeah it's during negro day with yeah and we have yeah. some lovely mise-en-scene that we talked about off air um with the <laughs> colors um of the jets versus the colors of the sharks well i mean not just the jets and the sharks but like they're they're <laughs> respective races i suppose um <laughs> like the the puerto ricans are like all colorful and cool looking <laughs> and then there's like <laughs> the the white kids who are all in sort of like cooler tones and like bluer <laughs> tones um mm-hmm. and yeah we have that little split in the middle, yeah, they and they're all having their own little moment. The Jets are all there dancing with their girls. Um, we see uh, anybody's who is uh, in this version portrayed as a trans man, as opposed to a tomboy that they were portrayed as before. I mean, still with the full complement of uh, derogatory homophobic insults, uh, but yeah. you know, uh, some something. I don't know <laughs> something. I mean, uh, I I appreciate that that they like had you know the thought to be like, okay, what if they were like a trans man? The jets and the sharks they're dancing they're doing their thing they butt into each other a couple times which starts like these mini brawls that don't really like go into anything but the organizer of the dance tries to do the whole circle thing where the girls and the guys would be in different rows and then they'd go around in a circle and then wherever they stop that's who they dance with and that doesn't work like they in what world are, <laughs> the man's like it's a social experiment and i'm like i appreciate that you're trying but like in what world do you think <laughs> that these people would like actually go along with it like the second they they start and then they stop and realize <laughs> okay i'm good i might be dancing with the other side absolutely not and they're like anyways back to our own partners <laughs> tony arrives T- tony does arrive mm-hmm. tony arrives and you know he's he's greeted by anybody he's greeted by some of the some of the sharks riff season and is surprised that Gino he's there takes initiative starts to dance yes Maria's like That's oh cute time yes let's do it dancey dance dance <laughs> and then I, Gino gets distracted or like goes further into the crowd kind of and Maria does not mm-hmm. follow but she does turn around just in time to see Tony staring at her from across the room <laughs> and she sees him and then initially she turns away but then she turns back and he's still looking and they both begin to cross at the same time to go behind the bleachers and they begin to have a conversation which he's so much taller than her he's, like, he's so tall, so tall. <laughs> yes. or maybe she's just real short like the combo is it's near comical but yep. they converse and they do a little dance together <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 
I do like that song. I do like that like little dance. They have a little dance. They have a little talk. And then Maria just like pounces on him. <laughs> and I was like, girl, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> listen, she's taking charge. She's an independent woman. She sure. knows what she wants. Yeah. And she wanted to kiss this little white, well, this very tall white boy. Tony is taken aback, understandably. Um, but then he's like, you know what? Let's try that again. Yep. And so they kiss again. And, you know, Bernardo at this point, I think, is like looking, looking for her. his sister. So is Anita. And she comes out from behind the bleachers and he's like, Oh, are you okay? Like what's where did you go? Like you left Chino alone. And I don't know why. This boy has no sense. None. He just come he comes out from behind like throughout yeah. this they have no and I guess less that that's like meant to portray them as like lovesick teenagers you know whatever whatever i'm just like you're sure. stupid um <laughs> anyway so he comes out from where she just was and is like trying to go up and introduce himself to bernardo like he can't read facial language at yeah. all like bernardo it, it like he, but it also was also <laughs> like on top of that riff literally just recruited you to come fight these people like you think that like with that and that it's a good idea to come up to the guy and be like hi i'm the boy who's been kissing your sister behind the bleachers what's up want to be friends like ridiculous like it was never gonna happen Mm-hmm. It was never gonna happen, um, and so like seeing this riff is like, hey, actually, I, I kind of want to talk to you, um, Bernardo, and but you know, it, they're kind of having like a bit of a spicy time, trying to 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 do this, and so Krupke comes over and he overhears one of the girls tell Riff, you know, I thought you're just gonna talk to him about the room, and he's like, talk to him about what? And they're trying to fix that situation. And it's like, Riff is just like, you know what? Let's just go to the bathroom, you know, all calm, like, and have a discussion. How's about that? And yeah. they, um, him, Bernardo, and a couple of jets and a couple of the sharks come into the bathroom to discuss the rumble while Anita leads Maria out of the gymnasium with Chino to go home. And like, she keeps, Maria keeps looking at him and Tony's looking at her and I'm just like, do y'all not read the temperature of the room <laughs> rising around you? Like, is there no thermostat in your not head at to detect? <laughs> not at all. Like, like, all sense went out the window once they locked eyes. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And that's, <laughs> see, that is the, these are the kinds of things that made me think that I hated romance because it'd be romance like this where you just lose all <laughs> sensibility, like as soon as you kiss. And I'm just like, what are you doing? You just <laughs> met. <laughs> 
I mean, I say that like throughout the movie, I was yelling, you met her yesterday. <laughs> There's several moments where I'm like, the two of you, unbelievable. Like, But of course, because it's Romeo and Juliet, we kind of have to, I don't know, accept it. I refuse. Anyway, <laughs> so Riff and Bernardo are in the bathroom and they're having this discussion about the terms of the rumble, um, what to bring, what not to bring, where to meet, stuff. At the end of it, Bernardo's like, you know, your friendly friend, um, is he going to be there? And of course, Riff is like, yeah. And tell Bernardo's like, tell him I look forward to that. And we don't know if Tony's gonna be there. Tony is off in the streets singing yeah. about Maria. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> He's off like, I just had the most transformative experience of my life. Um, I'm changed forevermore from here on. Maria, I just met a girl like named Maria. Something da 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 he ends up in the San Juan Hill district and he's just singing and like people there's a really? little girl that leans out of his window listening like so, so I'm just like so in world he is singing this and annoying people already <laughs> there's like um, two or three moments in world where like the musical is happening and like yeah. people like re like in the regular like people who aren't part of the main cast singing and dancing react to the singing or dancing and it's like mm -hmm. so like what up what like how are we operating in this universe can we like <laughs> break that down for a moment like what part which parts are diegetic and which what which parts aren't like please explain as he sings his final maria we see Maria come out of her window onto the fire escape and just like, hello? <laughs> um, and uh, of course he comes back and he starts to, you know, say like oh, how he feels about her and all these things and it's like, I'm like, bruh, it's been what, two hours? You gotta <laughs> calm down. Um, but no, he's in love with her. And she's like rightfully telling him to 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 leave to go away like my yeah. brother is so angry at you like what are you doing <laughs> uh, but he's he's lovesick he's been in the penitentiary for a year you know he doesn't know how to emotion anymore sure. so him her telling him to leave is him climbing up the fire escape uh, <laughs> yeah. and like going to look at her through the grates and she's just like you're an idiot what are you doing this is actually kind of cute though um, but yeah she's like you're like, an idiot but like does the Debbie Ryan like hair thing <laughs> like just like oh, you're an idiot but like also keep going I love and I'm, I'm guessing it's like because Tony's been in a relationship before he was with yeah. the person that Riff is currently with yeah. So he knows how it feels, uh, but I don't think Maria has had that. She's probably been fairly sheltered, mm -hmm. judging judging by like the whole like Puritan like vibe that she has going on. I keep saying Puritan, I mean like just pure. So it's it's understandable for her, but still, I'm just like mm, aggravation. <laughs> so Tony is like 
being a little reckless. He's walking along railings, you know, just so he can see Maria better. Eventually, he ends up. I, th- I think they're singing. Are they singing at this point? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, tonight. Yeah. Etc. 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 Tonight. Tonight. Da 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 da. Etc. Um, I will say, uh, Rachel, like, voice is fucking perfect for this. I mean, she is like she is. Period. Perfect for this, for for the role of Maria. Like, she's she's doing a really great job. I feel like like this scene. Uh, in particular is one of my favorites to like look at visually just because I I really felt like the the seed of old like Hollywood films you know like visually mm. the way that everyone's faces were lit and like the shadows fell and just like I guess like maybe the aspect ratio helped a bit um, but <laughs> you know, it 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 felt similar to an an older movie, and I could appreciate that vibe. But yeah, so tonight yeah. happens. They kiss on the fire escape, and they make promises to see each other the next day. I'm pretty sure at some point Tony was like, "Run away with me." That's and- like <laughs> one of the first things he says. <laughs> Yeah. It's like pretty yeah. early on in the conversation and she's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like as soon as he said that I was like, "How did I miss that this was Romeo and Juliet <laughs> at all?" Like how did I how did I miss that? You had a balcony um, scene and everything. Um yes. but like also this conversation basically ends with them like being like, "I love you." Or like I adore you at least. Like right towards the end mm-hmm. of the song, before they do like the last line, she's like, like, Tony, is that Antonio? And he's like, No, it's Anton and she's like, Teodora Anton. And he's and he's like, Teodora Maria. And then they sing the last line. <laughs> no, I just I just feel like the stirrings of my hatred for moments. <laughs> and I'm just like I thought like, I thought I had gotten better. An hour ago. <laughs> I was like, I thought I had gotten better, you know, I had I had been doing so well with like the romances in the last few movies. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of those were already established. It's fine. So Tony <laughs> leaves uh bernardo and anita come home the next morning that's a lie they they come home that night um in the morning anita's calling maria for breakfast and she slept in her clothes like she didn't she like she she went from the window to her bed and laid down and that was yeah. it um <laughs> yep <Yeah. laughs> and yeah. um, so she's like oh gotta make it look like this room has been lived in so she fixes her hair like like she messes up her hair to make it fixed and you know puts on um her her little like house robe and goes out and we see that Anita has all these cloths that she's been laundering that are just hanging up 
and Bernardo and and not Anita, Bernardo and Maria get into a little bit of a fight over breakfast, which is due to the fact that uh, Maria has now heard that there's going to be some kind of rumble the next that 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 evening and she doesn't want there to be a fight especially she thinks it's because of them which is not entirely wrong but not entirely <laughs> true because it's I just... mean, it's, they're not necessarily the catalyst or anything but they did not help the situation yeah but she thinks it's because of them she doesn't want there to be a rumble because she danced with an American boy and Bernardo doesn't want her to marry a gringo and and she's just like like the only sensible thing she's just like Mary Mary? what are you talking about and I'm just like you agreed to run away you agreed to run away with this boy last night you're all going to run up I don't understand you at the time she was just like in a moment Sure. It boils down to her being like, you're not the boss of me, Bernardo. It's like, I was doing fine here before you got here. You can't control everything I do. And she just goes into her room. Uh, During that, Bernardo made an offhand comment to Anita about this being a family matter. And like, (laughs) Anita did not take to that well. So Mm -hmm. now they're in a little bit of a tiff as well. After breakfast, we see Anita go onto the fire escape. She's hanging up some clothes. Um, she... They changed the first lyrics of America. Yeah, which I mean, I think fun. there's, like, because I, I know there's a, there the at least the very first line I know is a variation that I've heard before. Mm-hmm. But, like, the rest of the lyric, the rest of the intro... I was like, I don't think I'm familiar. Interesting. I was just saying, it's not yeah. as negative towards Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true. Always exploring. That's the old lyrics. I can't remember. I don't know the new ones. Mm-hmm. Always the population growing. Um, I like the island Manhattan. The I know you do, but <laughs> in the original movie, it's like so audibly ADR. Like, I I don't know. I love it so much because of that. Just like that, that I know you do. It sounds like it comes from a completely different universe altogether. So I was a little sad that it doesn't sound like that in this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, uh, again, the America scene, uh, visually yeah. stunning. Um, Ariana DeBose melted off her damn shoes for that scene. Uh, yes. You know, it's... That, that dancing, <laughs> it's just, it's so good. Fuck. I mean, all of the dancing is really good, but like, damn. Like, I, I, I appreciated like the little kids in yep. the scene as, as well. To, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was about to like, mention them too. But also, this is another scene where like they finish and everyone's like, yeah, this happened in world. Clap, clap, clap. And I'm like, so they in world, they were, they stopped traffic. in. They were just like in the middle of the road. <laughs> 
like and y'all were just like yeah (laughs) in world okay i guess i guess so like there's there's nothing to be done about it um so we cut now to valentina and tony tony is asking valentina how to say certain phrases in spanish because he wants to say oh, them to yes. Maria, of course. Um, but sure. Valentina is just like looking at Tony's just like, oh, Puerto Rican, are you sure? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm surprised at you, Tonito. Um, but, I mean, she doesn't call him Tonito. That's just a flashback from from. from. <laughs> She's a little concerned um, about his, like, intentions with this girl this Puerto Rican like what's it going to mean for like him and his world but he's like oh no I'm in love how do you say forever because I want to be with her forever and I'm just like mm. <laughs> just like oh I hate yeah. this. Um, it, it seems like she's like reflecting internally I think she's thinking about like her relationship with Doc and what that was like yeah. So she doesn't want to discourage him because maybe he can find a Puerto Rican girl that he falls in love with, and maybe because we don't know how long her and Doc were together, and it seems until the end of his life, so a good number of years. So like she's like, oh maybe, maybe this can be the thing that changes him. Maybe there's hope in this, like a bridging of worlds. But she doesn't vocalize any of that. That's just me reading Rita Marino's face. <laughs> Um, so Maria and Tony meet up at the subway station because Tony's taking her someplace. Maria is telling Tony about the rumble, which he knows nothing about. I mean, he he knows, but he doesn't know, you know, like he doesn't know the terms, the, the arrangements, like anything like that. He he just kind of plays it plays it off and plays off her her worries a bit, like like we didn't do anything wrong. Meanwhile. A bunch of the jets are in the police station getting interrogated about when this rumble's gonna happen, where, because the police don't want, you know, like a, like a whole situation. Like, this is a race war, a gang war. It's like multiple yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't, they don't want this happening right now, especially as this neighborhood is meant to be turning around and becoming something bright and fresh like oh, all people are gonna see about in the news is like oh gang war and the deaths of children it's just like um mm, mm. uh so but the jets aren't confessing anything anybody's comes in and like one of the one of the jets starts uh belittling uh, then calling them a woman which they take umbrage with and they start like being the shit out of him and then the police come and try to break them up and they're so strong <laughs> like they push off so many officers like they break out of like they manage to get like one handcuff on and they they run out of the police station and they have a bunch of police chasing them down and I'm just like are you sure you don't want them in the jets because they seem really good at the mm. whole fighting thing like yep. it, like three police officers couldn't stop them um, yep. I don't know anybody's runs off so now it's just a bunch of jets and the secretary who is like you know you guys are probably gonna get arrested and so they start to sing 
He's psychologically disturbed. He's disturbed. I'm upset that they didn't do absurd. Like, they weren't doing that little thing that they do in the original movie. But, like, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I think melodically, this was one of my favorites when I was younger, before I became more socially aware as to what they were actually talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I can't say it's my favorite song anymore. (laughs) Um, But it it, it was the funnest one for me when I... I mean, I can see why. At least in the... the, I mean, in both. Like, even if in this scene it's still like fun technically <laughs> I was thinking though um, the one that starts singing because Riff was singing it originally in the in the 1961 but yeah. the jet that plays that does the singing primarily in this one reminded me of Riff and I was like visually you look like how I thought Riff was gonna Red look before Connor um Connor riff but you know it's fine it's okay <laughs> um everyone's got their place and so yeah by the time crop crep yeah by the time Krupke comes back you know the place is a mess there's papers everywhere they've turned over chair the benches and stuff <sighs> being as They're destructive like, as so fucking expect. annoying like I hate them so much <laughs> they're so fucking annoying like I and it's not like I liked the Jets before Mm -hmm. per se but I don't know these ones they got under my skin a lot (laughs) I think I think it's because we're we're approaching from a different age I feel like Mm. If we were younger, it'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't even pay attention to like destroy that destroy the police station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now it's just like I feel like, look, it's difficult yep. to side with Krepke because he's a police officer, but at the same time, you kind of yep. feel his exhaustion because it's just like, yeah, <sighs> these fucking kids. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Cutting back to them, they are in this museum. Uh, it used to be a church, and, and they're getting married in their heads. It's <laughs> truly bizarre. Like, <laughs> this is the other well, song I mean, first, that, like, to me, like, I forget he, it exists. Well, first he tells her about his sordid past, about oh, how right. he was in True. prison, yes, and how he like beat up another child. <laughs> Um, almost to the point of death and like how that like changed something in him and he felt like he was falling off the edge of the world until he saw her and now everything's brighter and I'm just like sure. okay so we're going on 12 hours now <laughs> it's been like I don't know if you slept but it's not even night yet <laughs> oh my god like this is this is honestly the worst thing um, but yes you were saying they're in a church and the, the light is coming through the stained glass and 
he yeah. says uh, something para siempre um and you know she knows what he said she's like oh that's funny but he's like i'm serious and then she pulls him down on his knees with her and she begins to say vowels in Spanish and initially he doesn't understand but then he's like oh shit <laughs> yeah. and they make vows to each other and I'm just like okay so 17 hours <sighs> like this would like any adult like this would be like the worst thing in my life like okay mm-hmm. like I have this young boy who I've seen since he was maybe a baby a toddler mm-hmm. um, and I've seen him grow up and he's fallen in with this rough uh, gang of people who are all his friends all of the other boys who I've seen grow up in this area he goes off to prison he comes back he's working in my store I'm per- Valentina now he's working in my store and he goes to a dance and he comes back and says he's met a girl and he's in love with her. And then a day later, he's dead. Like. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he's still alive right now. Um, and they're in a church saying vows to each other. Go ahead with the song. Like, I yeah. honestly can't. um but yeah like i said this is like the other the other song that like i forget is in this movie like in the show i guess until it happens and i'm like oh right yes (laughs) this moment where they're getting figured like imaginary married right yes i remember this now um, I mean, I guess it's meant to emulate, you know, when Romeo and Juliet got actually married, but no one's going to sure. like, actually marry someone in the sure. day yeah. in these times. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so while they're having this lovely moment together, staring into each other's eyes, you know, like kissing or whatever, Riff's buying a gun. Not um, kissing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Riff is um, in an Irish pub where a the one black man with lines is selling him a gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I read that they they put him in there to make it more more of a proper emulation of like the time, sure. and I'm just like, okay, what's that mean? <laughs> anyway uh, so he like initially they're not gonna sell it to him the adults but they do end up selling him the gun anyway and immediately they go into like the junkyard and they start to pretend shoot each other um, with it and I'm just like, didn't this man just tell you that this gun is loaded? Like, it has actual bullets in there. Does no one care about their lives? I guess not. He also says you don't have um, to cock it or anything. Like, it's like, he's like, you don't even need to cock it or whatever. And it's like, it's like ready to, like, kill someone. What, like, what are you doing? <laughs> they live on the edge. That's that's all it is. That's, that's nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> 
so they're going through they're pretending Tony appears he's there waiting for them and he's surprised to see Riff with a gun it's just like oh wow this escalated easy there and Riff is just like oh I'm so glad to see you man you know like you're coming with us tonight he's like uh, not Actually, really. <laughs> I'm here to stop you guys. How would you feel about like just going to the zoo, like old times? <laughs> and Riff's like, no, what? I mean, he promised Maria he would, so he's he's sure. out here trying, mm-hmm. and he gets a hold of the gun from Riff, and they play this uh, whole cat and mouse game for, like, possession I of it. I thought, because I, uh, I obviously didn't know the order of the songs in this one. I assumed they were going to be in the same order. So I thought initially mm-hmm. when the underscore underscoring, or at least the instrumental, I guess, was doing the the, like, cool song, I thought it was, I thought it was just, like, putting in the theme so that like later mm-hmm. after the rumble the song comes up and I was like very surprised when Ansel started singing I was like what <laughs> I'm sorry um also this is like one of the songs that I really I've like really liked just like boy boy crazy boy stay loose boy got a rocket in your pocket and then yeah so tony gets the gun and he's like teasing him with it and not teasing him as in like he's gonna kill him but like teasing him with like here's the gun just kidding kind of thing eventually he's overpowered by the rest of the jets who are like actually you're wasting our time so and then I don't know banish him (laughs) just play it cool boy real cool this is the first song that Sondheim and Bernstein wrote together no cool (laughs) exactly (laughs) Um, so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um uh, Tony sheds a tear over like what this means for their friendship for the potential future for Riff's life he can't keep his promise to Maria so he has to go and try again later he's essentially out of the Don't jets go into the, the, the police the are oh right they're still like trying to figure out where the rumble's happening yeah, so they're 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 announcing like, you know, it's uh, I think this is the the mix one. The mix one, you mean the quintet? Yeah, the tonight quintet where I did I did did Anita say vimes in like the previous one because I don't remember. Yeah, at the, all. Anita's gonna happened. get her kicks tonight. She'll have her private little mix tonight. And walk him for a tired poor dear. <laughs> Don't matter if he's tired as long as he's here. Tonight. Uh, this is like, I I want to say 
tied for my first favorite, like my top favorite song from West Side Story. <laughs> I don't know what it's tied with, but I feel like it's t- a boy like that. Yeah, that the, there's a go to song. <laughs> oh, I just had a bad thought. I was just like, Lin Manuel heard this one song and formed his entire life around. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. We love Lynn on this podcast. Obviously. <laughs> Nothing bad. Nothing bad. Meant. It's just a, it's just a joke, Lynn. Please don't. Hey, you're yeah. not going to listen to this. Why am I even apologizing to you? Um, anyway, so yes, the Tonight Quintet happens. The Jets are ready for the Rumble. Um, Anita's. Uh, praying quote-unquote but she's also getting ready for tonight tony and maria are talking about when they're gonna meet again and the jets assemble in this pit of salt um at the dock yeah. the river here we go like initially yeah they're, they're they're ready they they talk for a second and it's about to start and we see um tony arrive and Chino and they're on the same page for a second as they both like try to get in to into this into the the arena they all but they also have very different motives because Chino is there to join the gang whereas uh Tony is there to like end the fight altogether yeah Tony goes in and Riff is unsure of his intentions he's like oh your cypher soul rise is is this like the the you're you, you've you've come back this time and he has not um tony goes up to bernardo and starts to apologize he's like you know i'm sorry if we got off on the wrong foot um if i said something to offend you you know, like I'm so sorry, and I'm just like, bro, it's deeper than you and Maria. It is the the world is not about y'all. <laughs> it's not about you. It is, but it isn't. Um, and he's like, let's just talk it out. Let's talk it out. And like, literally everybody else is like, no. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention, like when Riff and Tony had their initial exchange, Riff gave Tony his gun. So as Tony and Bernardo are talking. Uh, Bernardo starts to throw punches. You know, it's be like, you know, um, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm here to fight, and I'm gonna fight you. Um, yep. To like get my aggression out. And I mean, he also did specifically you know, ask if Tony was coming, like yeah, right before he this got is in. True. Tony eventually starts to fight back. Um, and he gets a few like good ones into Bernardo. Like he gets Bernardo down on the floor and starts to wail on him. And Riff is looking, and I think he starts to realize like the the potential trouble that he is causing. He has caused um, Tony. Like Tony wanted to be a better person, and Riff has now pushed him Dragged again him down back into, into hell. this. Yeah. 
And and Tony also then I also realizes I am about to kill the brother of like my potential yeah. girlfriend. Oh my god, I'm gonna stop because he's like mm-hmm. really getting in there with them. Yeah, I think. Oh wait, he, that sounds really. Bad. I think. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he he has like a, he has a rage issue. He has an anger issue. Yeah. Um, and I think he has like these like near like blackout moments where he's just he doesn't like fully recognize what he's doing and he managed to stop himself yeah i'm very familiar with that (laughs) very (laughs) triggering um (laughs) (laughs) oh dear yeah Um, i didn't i was like that moment i was like okay i'm gonna do other things because like if this is the whole scene i cannot (laughs) but um yeah he manages he to pull away and he starts to walk off and Bernardo gets up and he still wants to fight and he starts to go after Tony who's walking away but a switchblade drops from somewhere I don't know where and of course hearing that Bernardo turns around and he of course has a blade so Riff picks up that one and now they start to go at each other you know like making swipes like test it's like uh, testing to see like who's gonna like make the first move and tony doesn't want this like if he wanted anything he wanted to try to make peace he doesn't want because blades yeah. are gonna end in death and he's trying to get back in but the jets are pushing him out as, as when, when the knife drops and he tries to get it like they they don't let him and like I think he I don't know if he says something or like but Riff is talking to the Jets and he gets distracted and when he turns around Bernardo is there and he stabs Riff right in the chest um, down in the heart lung area and initially (laughs) Riff turns around and he's like it's fine uh, just pull it out but as he's telling Tony to do that he collapses and he dies in Tony's arms and the rage returns like you can see it switch over in 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 Tony and he pulls out of Riff and just charges and Bernardo doesn't even try to defend himself mm-hmm. um, I mean uh, it, to be like, fair I don't I, I don't think he expected that sequence of events at all yeah because it's like it's kind of happening like both slowly and really fast um he just stabbed someone he's in shock that person just died and then like this other person is charging at him i don't think he had the time to even like register what was about to happen yeah no um i don't think anyone did because they let it happen and then Bernardo is stabbed and he's also dying um, and of course that initiates uh, the rumble as a whole someone smacks Tony over the head uh, with something they start to whip chains around and like bats and you know, pipes and everything is happening all at once and the police arrive and seeing the lights and hearing the sirens um they 
everyone starts to scramble and you get away and they leave Riff and Bernardo there um, as Tony is pulled away by anybody's um, he drops the gun which Chino who was still over Bernardo then ends up picking up as he leaves and all that's left for the police to come in on are these two dead bodies and a bunch of weapons in the hands of no one <sighs> what? so tragic like it really didn't have to happen but here we are yeah Meanwhile, on the other side of town, Maria um, is at work. Very giant. And... <laughs> yeah, everything is suddenly so bright and colorful. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a bunch of uh, women. I feel pretty happens where Maria is talking about being in love with this wonderful boy. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Um, Stephen Sondheim has like spoken about how it's like it is a weird number to have, especially like in the stage show like production where like it happens I think as the opener to act two. Two people have just died. We've had an intermission <laughs> and now we're going into like I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and pretty and and like um, it, it was like because it's not in this order in the other movie so like I hadn't really registered because like I, I'd seen that interview before and like so I hadn't like how jarring it could be because like it happens before the rumble I think um, in the in the 1961 movie and so like I don't know so like this was like really like whiplash of like people have died I don't know how to like like listen to you be happy right now you know everyone's like yeah look at her she's so in love with Chino Mm -hmm. (laughs) after work um Maria has forgotten to punch out her time card so she she starts to go back and she hears the sound which would terrify me but it's Chino he's like still like completely shaken up by the night's events he starts to tell Maria about what happened at the rumble you know that Riff is dead and immediately Maria asks about Tony and Chino is pissed off he's like but and you can see it but it's not until he like elaborates to Maria it's just like Tony killed your brother Bernardo is dead and Maria is just like no you're 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 like I mean she I'm saying it calmly but she like yells at him for being a liar as he runs off um, but yeah, no, it's announced that uh, both Riff and Tony are not Riff and Tony, Riff and Bernardo are dead, and Tony is responsible for her brother's death, uh, the man that she loves. Yeah. <sighs> and we get um, like a new <clears throat> identifying body 
-hmm. at the police station and fuck if like like I was already a fan of what Ariana was doing throughout the movie and like (laughs) here is when I was like I mean I've been rooting for her with all of these awards not even knowing how good this performance truly was I mean I I I, and expected it to be obviously but um it like i was very very drawn in um to this performance but yeah she is distraught understandably so we're with um valentina right yeah (laughs) um the 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 remnants of the sharks are uh like they're in the streets like they're yelling and Valentina comes out and is like I mean in Spanish so like forgive me if I don't translate this exactly the sharks come and she's asking them what happened and they're telling her that Bernardo is dead um, and that they had like a fight with the Jets and that Riff is also dead Um, and she starts to ask about Tony and they tell her that Tony killed Bernardo and like then the police come and they have to run off but you can see like she's like shook to the core um because now two people are dead and the one that she considered to be like the most redeemable is a murderer yeah (laughs) like what 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 do you do in that moment oh and then Uh, she sings somewhere right Yes, but we skipped over. We skipped over the fact that um, in bet- just before that, Maria had gone home and Tony had come in her window, um, and was like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna go to the cops. I just wanted to see you," but she holds on to him and stops him from leaving, uh, and is basically like you're going to abandon me now like what the hell like you're all I have now and then the scene with Valentina happens and she starts singing there's a place uh, somewhere is a place for us uh, while they're like sleeping together Mm -hmm. and I'm just like so it's been 26 hours <laughs> since <laughs> yeah you like your like your brother fluttered brother's blood goes like not his clothing he's like in your it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> I mean I understand that like it's just her response is that like she just lost someone who's important to her and there's this other person who's become important to her that she's potentially losing and so it's Mm -hmm. the reaction to all of that um so i can't judge her i've never been in the situation obviously so um yeah i feel like i can judge her i feel like i can judge her (laughs) (laughs) okay just a little bit she's judging a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine. Um, 
I mean, we also have uh, Anita still at the police station. Like, she's trying to file a report, and Krupke's, like, trying to help her. But, like, it's a... After the song, uh, we are back with Maria and Anton, who... Like, the police sirens are still going on outside. They're still whooping for people. Um, and Tony, I think, still has, like, the full intention of turning himself in. Yeah. He, he knows what he did. Like, he's already been punished for merely doing that before. Like, he knows what he deserves. And if he had just gone to the cops, you know, he would have been in prison but he would have been alive alive yep <laughs> you know but yeah so he starts to get dressed and Marie is like no um go to docks and hide there and we'll we'll do the thing where you wanted to run away we'll we'll, we'll go together um and instead of just letting him fucking go, like th- Anita comes home and like she's still like in tears like she's shredded like like there's like nothing left in her and she's like you know um I want to talk you know are you are you are you free to you know like she's like like they're gonna have like this consoling moment because she also just lost her brother um and Anita is saying and they hear her and instead of just letting him go out the window they're like holding on to each other in this window and they have to look at each other and they have to kiss for mm. a lingering moment long mm. enough for her to, like it was a good few seconds like just peck and go like you're meant to be running away together like vamanos yeah, you can but you no. can do all of that later <laughs> but yeah but no so um, Anita opens the door and of course he's still in the window and now he has a sense of urgency to leave um, as, as as she comes through he like almost like drops down the fire escape um, to leave and Anita just walks up to the window and like shuts it slowly and then she goes over to the bed where clearly something occurred yeah. And it's like, what the hell is this? And all Maria can say is, I love him. And she slaps her, which... Mm, just a little. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, what do you mean you love him? Yeah. It's been a yeah. day. Yeah. Not not even two days it's been one a whole day and a few extra hours so like this moment the moment where he was asking how to say i want to be with you forever there's like and then like the marriage seat where i was just like y'all met y'all literally just met like like literally just met like i don't understand um i get that you like each other and everything and that's fine but love Babes. But yeah, then we get a boy like that. He'll kill your brother. He'll find another. I'm saying the wrong lyrics. One of your own kind. Stick to your own kind. So fucking 
good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is, it's so good. Like the, t- they, the two of them are just so good. Um, we have Miss Maria over there singing the, Oh, I don't need to know. It isn't true, not for me. It's true for you, not for me. Da da da. And then like they're having the little moment. And I think it's different here because there's a moment where she goes like Anita starts singing a a boy like that again after that little and then that happens again the second time. And mm-hmm. I like this time around, because I guess I was I'm I've I was I'm very emotionally invested at this point. I'm crying. I'm I'm there with Anita. I'm like in tears and hurt and like upset with her. And this girl says like, <laughs> "You were in love, or so you say. You should know better." I was like, "Bitch, excuse me. <laughs> what did you just say to her? Can you see how just like?" That is insane. That is insane. Why would you say that to her in this moment? Like, I understand you say you're in love and everything, but like, let's let's be honest here. She was in love with Bernardo for like years, years. They had a life together. They had a long-standing relationship, and you are about. You're here at like questioning whether or not I was in love simply because I can't accept that you just had sex with someone who killed your brother less than a day ago, way less than like a couple hours ago. And you expect me to just be fine with that? No, Maria, please stop. But Anita, like, was like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> love is love. And I'm like, no, it isn't. Not in this case. Please. Still <laughs> yell at her. Yell at her more. <laughs> oh, God. So the sharks are in the boxing ring having a bit of a commiseration. You know, they're just like, what do we do? And then Chino comes and is like, you know, Bernardo was an idiot. You know, like, if these jets can wound your pride, and like, what what is it worth? Um, and like, well, no. some of, one of the sh- Chino's like, he he's coming in hot. He's like, let's go fuck him up, actually, because like the other guys are like, wait a minute, dude, like you just saw two people die over this senseless, like, f- like feud. Like, are you serious? But Chino's like, no, I'm going to get revenge. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Lieutenant Shrank is um, interviewing Maria and Anita. Well, more Maria. He makes this like backhand, offhand comment that was so unnecessary where he is like, oh, you're not his widow. So um, because uh, Bernardo and I guess Anita weren't married yeah. So, so he wasn't her husband. That doesn't mean that they weren't in love. Anyway, the news of Chino having a gun, which was probably reported to him by uh, anybody's, to be honest, 
um, because I feel like anybody's was the only white person who would have known fast enough to tell anyone. Um, yeah. So news of Chino having the gun now reaches Maria and Anita's ears and the fact that Chino wants revenge against probably the guy who killed Bernardo who they know to be Tony mm-hmm. um, is like settling in so Maria tries to subtly tell Anita um, which she's prevented saying in Spanish because if you go to Doc's to get uh initially i think she was going to say that she had a migraine and was sending her to the pharmacy which is docs but she sends anita with a message to tell um some cousin that she wouldn't be able to meet him on time and that it would be later or something and anita goes (laughs) she's having like a panic attack on the stairs because she doesn't want to do this yeah. whole situation mm-hmm. like you know how much it would take in her spirit to go and talk to the man who just killed her lover mm-hmm. like yeah. but you know anything for Maria <sighs> so <laughs> like I'm so I'm so done with her and him like it's mm. so annoying to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, really, I re- the, the test of my strength and wherewithal <sighs> so the jets are in docks um, they're trying to wait out um, the heat you know it's gonna be like a really long time before any of this dies down uh, because Again, two people have died like a very yeah. short time ago, so they need people to blame and put in. Pr- uh, Tony is hiding in the basement with Valentina, and anybody comes and reports to the guys about Chino having the gun and that he's looking for Tony. And they go off to um, keep an eye on Chino again, um, and. Uh, I think Ice is the new leader of the Jets. Um, tells anybody, you know, it's like, you know, you're a good guy, or something akin to that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of validating um, his existence as a trans person. Anita arrives as anybody's, it's leaving, and all anybody says is run. Don't go. Yeah, like, don't. Oh, no, go he said, in. leave. Yeah, he's just like, leave. It's like, don't do it. Um, but Anita. She's trying to do this thing for Maria, so she goes in anyway. Um, and the girls like Grazia uh, is like, you know, nobody wants you here. You should get out of here. Um, and all the jets are like, you know, like, what are you doing here? And and he's like, I have a message uh, for Tony. Is he here? Um, I want to talk to Valen. They won't let her pass to go down into the basement, and then they won't let her exit to to leave and even though Grazi and the other girls are like you know let her go like what are you doing like we don't want her here just let her go they end up pushing the girls out of the building not even pushing carrying because the girls are like leave at this point they're realizing that 
a very violent thing is about to happen to Anita. And so like the girls are literally screaming like, no, stop, don't hurt her, don't hurt her. And then the some of the boys like carry these girls outside and lock them outside. And while like, I'm not on Grazi's side at all, whatever, I don't like her, but she is like banging on the door and tears like, fucking, like don't touch her, leave her alone, don't hurt her. Cause she has some sense and these boys, Mm-hmm. I hate them so much. Um, yeah, they attack Anita. She's outnumbered, so outnumbered. And she's on the floor, and Valentina comes in. Yeah. Uh, Valentina comes up, and like she parts that sea of boys like fairly easily. Um, I'm guessing like they don't want to hurt her because that's a whole other kettle mm-hmm. of fish, but they were so willing to hurt Anita. Mm-hmm. And when and when Valentina's like Miha, she's like Anita's just like, No, you're a traitor, I guess, for being on the side of these white boys. Which, you know, it's like they just try to attack her and do like something awful to her. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um can see why she would say that and just like tell tony she chino has a gun and he shot um maria after like hearing that they were together or whatever and like she, maria's mm-hmm. dead <sighs> ariana's delivering like, my god yeah and then one of the boys has like the audacity to be like go back where you came from and oh yeah she's like you think i'm i'm gonna stay in this country with animals like you no gracias she was so hopeful prepared to like have her dream in america and Mm -hmm. they in one night stole so much from her um like that there's nothing left for for her but to go back to to Puerto Rico. So I mean Valentina afterwards rightly calls them out. She's like, I've watched you since you were children and you've grown up to become rapists. You should be ashamed, you dishonor yourselves and the ones that died tonight. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I fucking hate these girls. Uh, and then they're like, what do we do now? And I guess it settles into ice, like what they were about to do. And he's just like, we're done. And the that's that's it for the Jets. Like, because, like, what was point of them if like your first action after one of your members dies is to attempt to brutally assault the I guess widow is still an appropriate word even though they weren't married but like the widow of the rival member who also died in the battle that your leader died in like what are you yeah like what what are you together for if it's yeah. defending turf, this is not turf you're defending. This is just being terrible people. 
Um, So (laughs) the jets are done and then Valentina now has to try and deliver this news to Tony who's downstairs and can't hear anything except for probably the shuffling of feet upstairs. He doesn't know what happened, just that there was some kind of ruckus. And he thought it was the police initially, but Valentina's like, no. So he continues to pack because he's going to meet Maria. And he's like uh, asking Valentina for money. But you know, if it's not too much trouble, you know, that he doesn't want to make too much trouble for her um, because they're going to go and they're starting off. And it doesn't matter if the love is just for a a month or a day, you know, they're just going to try and do something together and i was losing it and i was like tony like oh confirming that like this is not a love that you are certain of like do you don't you feel ridiculous (laughs) right now like are you okay I mean, no, no one is okay at this moment. Um, I mean, I guess not. But my God. And Valentina is like trying. She's trying to tell. She's like, Tony, sit down, but he won't sit down. Like, he's like, he's trying to be ready for when Maria gets here. And were it not for Anita's lie, again, maybe this would have turned out differently. And maybe not, you know. I mean, I don't think it would have turned out that differently because, like, I feel, I mean, uh, I mean, he was, okay. I feel like it still would have happened. Maybe not in the, in the time frame that it happened, but I feel like the sequence of events was So Valentina manages to get Tony to set along enough to tell him that Chino has killed Maria and that she won't be meeting them and Sansel does this thing with his face it looks like he's losing his mind um I'm guessing that's abject horror and sorrow um sure and Tony runs out into the street and starts calling for Chino to come and kill him to you know, he's right there and anybody is just trying to get Tony to like hide somewhere because they don't want him to die. Like, what? Like, they've already seen two people die tonight. Like, why does there need to be any more? But Tony is determined to die so that he can... Maria, I guess. And he's going back and forth and then he's in the middle of the street and he can see Maria running towards him with a suitcase. And he's so relieved. He's so relieved. But he starts to head towards her and Chino comes out from behind a building and he aims his gun down at Tony. Maria registers that and she's like starting to like freak out and then fucking Chino. He shoots. Like shoots him, not once, but I mean, like I think like in the nineteen sixty one, she only shot him once. Yeah. But this time, Chino, Chino was like, "Now nah, we're gonna shoot him twice in the back. Yeah. Like, we're gonna like make this, sure. Like as much of a, like as much as it's like a rash act, him mm. shooting the second time feels 
like way more like intentional. Like even though there's truly mere seconds between the first and second shot, it somehow feels way more purposeful than just like. Mm-hmm. Tony falls. Uh, Maria gathers him in her arms, and he's just so happy to see that she's alive. He's like smiling up at her face, mm-hmm. and she's having a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Before, <laughs> which I can't blame her for, and she starts to sing like bits of tonight uh or is it one hand I don't remember it's one of them um but she starts to sing to him and he doesn't sing anything in response he starts to die and then is dead (sighs) the jets and the shark remnants uh are on either sides of the street looking at this uh, as Maria gets up and marches over to Chino and tells him to give her the gun like she she's holding it like she doesn't know what to do and she probably doesn't because um, yeah. it looks like such a small thing uh, cradled in her hands that has caused her so much pain and she aims it at Chino <sighs> saying like how many bullets are left yeah she says wait how does this wait um what did she ask how it works or something like that and she's like like i can kill two now because i hate now i have hate in my heart and so i can also kill and then yeah she does ask like how many bullets are left that i can shoot you and you and you and then still have one more bullet left to shoot myself and then the thing happens and it's all very sad. <laughs> very sad. Mm-hmm. She um, she eventually drops the gun and heads back over to Tony's body. One of the jets comes over and like, she just... Don't touch him! Yeah. But um, I think one of the sharks explains that they're just going to get him out of the street. Um... So she relents and lets them pick him up and carry him. And both the jets and the sharks end up carrying his body in this makeshift funeral procession uh, back into docks. Valentina comes out um, and picks up the gun and starts to escort Chino down the road where the police then come and begin to arrest Chino and then the movie is over yeah so that brings us to the end of the film now for our ratings uh, with our standard 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 rhetoric of uh, scores of five we're going to be starting as always with music and choreography so Music, already fantastic. There's not a whole lot that I find wrong with it. Some songs really are uh, products of their time, uh, specifically with the the kinds of language that I use. And some songs are fairly timeless. Um, 
And I feel like some of the songs in West Side Story do fall into the timeless category. Some songs needed a reworking. And I think they updated the ones that use... I mean, like, not all of the language could be updated, I think. But they did well updating, like, some of the words in Krupke, um, how Puerto Rico is viewed in America, um... Though that just might be alternate lyrics that already existed and I don't know about because I don't follow the stage musical that close. Choreography, out of the world, out of this world, honest to God. Like, even if you don't enjoy, like, the full story of West Side Story, like, the dance sequences are amazing. Like, America, America's a time, <laughs> honestly. There's a reason why it was used in a lot of the adverts, that and uh, the the gymnasium, the mambo number. Uh, it's, it's it's all just really fantastic. And again, I mentioned that they did little um, homages to the 1961 uh, film, like little bits of the dances while incorporating new things. And like a lot of that dancing is real intense. It's <laughs> they were really working very hard, and yeah. it's it's neat to know that um, all of the actors did their own dancing as. Well. But yeah, so for music and choreography, I'm gonna give it a nice four point two five out of five. I've forgotten the word for it. I know what I what I know what it is, but I've forgotten the word. Fire escapes. There we go. <laughs> My brain was like balcony, balcony, I balcony. No. <laughs> um, right. I really like the music from West Side Story. I like how they, I don't know, added to a boy like that. That, that fucking scene. America, great time. The quintet thing. Mm. So good. <laughs> Uh, I think it's, I just, I love the overlapping. I mean, I'm a person who loves the overlap, which is why, like, Lynn, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, there's, like, nothing I can say that I'm, like, well, like I did mention, there are two, literally only two songs, but two songs that, like, every time is, like, the first time I'm hearing them again, I'm like, oh, right. And what a surprise. Tony's involved in both of them. Um, but yeah, I think the music's great. I think the choreography was oh, so good. So, so good. Uh, I was impressed with like everybody. They really brought it. That's that dancing. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I give it, ooh, I kind of want to give it a 4.5. I will. I'll give it a 4.5. 4.5 fire escapes. Let's go. Okay. So, next is story. I mean, it is a journey uh, from, yeah. from A to B. Everything takes place over the course of two days. And if y'all have been listening, you know that frustrates the heck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I can't I really let me save it for enjoyment let me save it for enjoyment um I I felt like the story you could follow it along fairly well it was a fairly simple boy meets girl 
uh, boy and girl are on opposing sides. The result of their affair causes war between the parties and a lot of deaths ensue. You know, standard tragic romance. So I will say for story, I would give it four out of five smoking guns. Sure. I mean, it's Romeo and Juliet. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's not my favorite Shakespeare, but I I hesitate to say that I do have a favorite Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Like nothing against the man, but it's not. I don't know. Whatever. He he wrote great plays, whatever. But like, I don't know. I think it's Romeo and Juliet. I've always found their their story to be obnoxious. <laughs> when we studied it in school, when I saw the ballet, um, and unfortunately, every single time I see it adapted, any time, I'm just like. Okay, well, here we go. I mean, to be fair, sometimes it's adapted and it's not like meant to be as gritty and violent and that kind of thing. And so maybe sometimes lends itself to like more comedic moments, but that is not the story we witnessed. I, I, I'm going to give it, yeah, I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it four guns. Okay. And then overall enjoyment. Right, so here's where I stick. Here's where here's where so I I enjoy West Side Story. Uh for its music, for its dancing, its visuals. It's very beautifully shot. This interpretation, it's like amazing to look at. But as a story, I despise this kind of romance and so it always like tempers like how much I actually enjoy the thing like were it not for the visuals and like knowing like oh this song is coming up so like this is going to be happening so I should pay attention I don't think I would have watched it like I I don't think like it it ever like crossed my mind to watch this interpretation of West Side Story and I'm pretty sure if we weren't recording this podcast I'm not sure if I would have like <laughs> it's it's like it's wow. it's no and that's nothing against like the directors and it's nothing against the actors and it's nothing against the music or the songs or the dancing or the thing I just don't like this story <laughs> I just like, it frustrates me and like I just I get so irritated at the choices because with Romeo and Juliet it's easy to excuse some of their actions because they're actually teenagers like they're li- like they're little children and it's more like the circumstances of their family I mean, and everything they're... I think Romeo's like 18 but okay. Juliet's 13 Ju- I, I forgive her there I okay. forgive Juliet um, <laughs> um <laughs> But it's more like the circumstances of like their family and everyone around them that are causing this tragedy to happen. Um, but with the jets and the sharks, everyone is of relatively the same age. And maybe their parents had feuds before them, but I, it doesn't feel like that. So it feels like something that they started with each other that is just like... And it, it's it's just frustrating to me. 
Um, anyway. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> I've got that vent <laughs> out. Um, do I think people like would enjoy this? Probably, yeah. Quite a bit. Like, I don't regret having watched it. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad that I did. I just feel like I'm not the kind of person that ever needs to watch another interpretation of West Side Story. <laughs> I beg, I beg, please, no. Um, so I'm going to give... And again, this is just my personal. And I'm not even doing that bad. It's, it's fine. I'm just going to give it like a, a 3.75 out of 5 of, of Ariana DeBose's Melted Shoes. And I'm going to tell you right now, 0.5 of that is just for Ansel Elgort. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, maybe I didn't say it explicitly, but West Side Story is one of my favorite musicals, musically speaking. Um, I've seen the movie several times. So I expected to enjoy this, and I did. I expected to be drawn in specifically because of how people were talking the performances in this i was like oh okay everyone says that's great so i'm i'm expecting great things and i did receive great things and i was very appreciative of that um the like i said the performances are great the songs are great the 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 dancing is great the story's fine um i <laughs> i mean yeah i enjoyed it i guess uh I would like to amend my story score to 3.75 and then I'm going to give for overall enjoyment I'm going to give West Side Story 4 of Ariana DeBose's Melted America Shoes <laughs> cool Yay. Now is the time for our obsessions. News that we choose for our obsessions. Musical theater obsessions. Now listen to our obsessions. <laughs> um, this is a part of the podcast where we talk about things that we liked, uh, that we like or are obsessed with, news that caught our eye related to musical theater, theater, musicals performance art whatever movies <laughs> all of that um and i will just rattle off some things uh that caught my eye so for there is a video <laughs> of norm Lu norm lewis singing starting here starting now on youtube on playbills youtube uh it's great <laughs> I don't know why you would expect anything other than great with Norm Lewis, but yeah, it's a great time. Um, then the next thing, the deleted scene of uh, Green Green Dress from Tick Tick Boom um, was uploaded like a couple of days ago. 
that's great and fun. I like that. I'm so glad we get to see it, <laughs> even if it wasn't in the movie. And um, I, something I'm like super excited about is Courtney Bowman, who uh, we previously mentioned in like <laughs> quite an old obsession, but she is. She's been in Six, she's been in Everybody's Talking About Jamie, she was in that Tinkerbell workshop thing that was happening. She will be playing Elle Woods <laughs> in Legally Blonde. Ah, are you kidding me? That's so exciting. That's so fucking exciting. Like, a fat woman of color is playing Elle Woods. Like, that's fucking cool. Man, I'm like so excited for her. I saw that and I was like losing it. I was like, damn, I love this for her so much. Um, I wish I could see it. I definitely won't because I don't live in London anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just knowing that it's happening is enough, I guess. And then my final thing is Tay Diggs's TikTok, and that's literally the whole thing that's the whole obsession TikTok. <laughs> he is so chaotic and fabulous i love it he's just like out there being such a strange man um but he's so funny and i i mean this is definitely a character that he's playing on his TikTok. this like strange man <laughs> but it's just like every single TikTok is like a surreal moment and it's fun and so stupid and so fun. Um, so yeah, Tay Diggs is TikTok. Uh, go check it out. You don't even need to like go that far. Just go onto a Tumblr. Uh, it'll be, it will be plugged in there. Do you have anything to say? Yes. Uh, so you brought up six, which is good because uh, in was it june i think so there will be a reunion of the original six cast at the hampton court palace oh. uh they'll be doing three nights um so it's amy atkinson alexa mcintosh Molly o'connell natalie parish maya Conchabreed, and Jernier richard noel uh yeah, they're going to be doing uh, three performances across two days. Uh, tickets. <laughs> I'm not saying it like it's an announcement, like it's an announcement that we're making. No, uh, but tickets I think went on sale today. So yeah, if you want to go witness them, the historic royal palace. Yeah, how about that? I think I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting because I remember when we had that discussion about like what musicals were being made into uh, movies. And I'm I'm still waiting on them to announce when Once on This Island is because pre prepare to be sick of me. Prepare to be sick of me. <laughs> when that comes out, I will not shut up. <laughs> I promise you if it's if it's good if it's not i will be very sad ah <sighs> anyway <laughs> cool uh you can see all of our obsessions and the links to everything that we're talking about 
on our Tumblr. That's Tell Me More, Tell Me More podcast.tumblr.com. And you can follow us on our other social media, Twitter and Instagram at TMMTMM podcast. We have an email, Tell Me More, Tell Me More podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we have play we have playlists with the songs that we like from all the movies that we cover. Um, so long as there is a soundtrack or cast recording on Spotify. And that is if you go to Spotify and you go to the profile for Tell Me TMM TMM podcast and not the podcast itself, you will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed. Um, yeah, that brings us to the end of Maestro March. Thank you to Stephen Sondheim and his liter- lyricism and um, Jonathan Larson and his his Tic Tic Boom. Um, yeah, that was it's been a nice time. Uh, it's interesting because like I just re- realized a majority of the movies that we've covered so far. I think there's literally only one movie that we've covered so far that didn't come out last year. Um, but we're breaking the streak next month, baby. Because <laughs> um, we're going to Paris, figuratively speaking. We are going to be in Paris for April. Um, what's that song again? Oh, you know the song. It's fine. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> We'll be we'll be in Paris and it's gonna be fun and exciting. I hope you have enjoyed Maestro March and I hope you join us um, in the next one. And um, for Tell Me More, Tell Me More the podcast, I've been your host Leah. And I've been your host Adicia. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, Leah again. And since this episode is coming out later than anticipated, I have the opportunity to plug in that two of our constant obsessions of the year, Ariana DeBose and Encanto, have won Academy Awards. Ariana DeBose won Best Supporting Actress and Encanto won Best Animated Feature Film. That is all. Hope to catch you in the next one. Goodbye!